how many grateful people are in the house this morning? Because you're just grateful for all that the Lord has done for you. Some may say the more I think, the more I begin to thank. The more we begin to think about the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for us. And not just what he's done, but the stuff that he didn't allow to happen. I began to thank him. Oh, my. Oh, what, a, what an amazing God. What an amazing God. Just lift those hands and just tell God thank you. Come on, from your point of relationship, just tell the Lord thank you. You know what he's done for you. Can't nobody tell it like you can. You know all the behind the scenes. Just tell the Lord thank you for all that he has done. Oh, my goodness. For you. Come on and put those hands together and give God. Give our God a great praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give him a great praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give him a great praise. A great praise. A great praise. For all that he's done for us. Oh my, what a blessing it is to be alive and to be in the house of God again. That God saw fit another day, not because of our own goodness, Mother Algie. Oh, we've been trifling, but God has just been so good and kind and mindful of us that he allowed us another opportunity to be able to breathe his air, to see his sunshine to experience the seasons and all those great things. What a good God. What a good God we serve. To all of our first-time guests, thank you so much for worshiping with us. If you are a first-time guest worshiping with us, just wave your hand at me if this is your first time. Amen. Come on, Hopewell. Come on. Keep waving at me. Our usher's going to come and give you a connections card. Amen. We got two. We're so ecstatic that you're here worshiping with us because you can literally be anywhere else whether you're watching online or wherever else we are so glad that you are here we got one more right here sister deborah we're so glad that you're here just fill out this connections card and place it in the offering basket during offertory time this is our point of contact a way for us to be able to stay in contact with you and again thank you for coming to worship with us today because you don't have to be here those that's watching online whether on facebook or youtube we thank god for you as well those in person help me praise god for all those that are watching online make sure you share it if you haven't already and, and and share this hope well experience with somebody else as we get ready to move further in our worship experience today just a few things i want to bring before you a few things i want to share with you and then we're going to move further in our worship experience listen i shared this last week uh, we're going to gather together this coming Friday, November the 11th um, at 11 a.m. at the Teach Chapel Funeral Home um, and Cremation um, Service in Belleville and Fairview Heights, Illinois to celebrate the life of our own Elder LaDonna Hodges who went home to be with the Lord um, last Saturday. We're going to journey our way to Fairview Heights um, to celebrate a life well lived. What an amazing woman she was and what a great legacy, amen, that she leaves behind. The address for those that may not have it, the address to the funeral home um, is 10419 Lincoln Trail. 10419 um, Lincoln Trail in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Um, the church van is going to be going. Um, it's going to leave here at 9 o'clock on the dot because it takes an hour and 33 minutes to be able to get there. We want to be able to not rush and be able to get to our destination safely. Amen. The van will leave at what time, saints? 
9 a.m., not 9 one 9 o'clock, amen. We do not want you to get left behind and think the rapture has come. No, the van just left you, amen. So make sure you are on time. I know many are going to be commuting and driving their cars there. For those that are, that are able to stay for the repast to help serve, uh, we will greatly appreciate that. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, we want to come and support the family as much as we can. Um, they're dealing with a triple loss. Um, in addition to Elder Hodges passing, her stepmom uh, passed away, so they're having her service on Thursday and then they had another family member um, that passed away as well. So they're dealing with a whole lot all at once and we want to do all that we can to help them um, carry this burden that they are experiencing right now. Amen? Amen, Hopewell? Amen. Listen, our children's ministry has a great event coming up. Let your shine youth showcase um, that's coming up on Sunday, December the 11th, right here at the well from 4 to 6 p.m. Children can be able, not just children of Hopewell, children in our community can be able to sign up to showcase their talents. Amen. They want to sing, dance. Amen. Even rap. Amen. We'll make sure it's about Jesus, though. Amen. Amen. Make sure it's about Jesus. Amen. And so we want to provide we want to be able to provide a space for our children to be able to exercise their gifts and to show their talents amen and what a great place we all know that that's how we learn to public speak was when we have those Easter speeches in church and all the opportunities to be able to grow on those things that we're doing now so we want to be able to provide that same opportunity for not the church of tomorrow but the church of right now we want to be able to give them that opportunity you can be able to sign up um, at the ministry table after service today I want you you all to save the date for Sunday, December the 18th, right after Sunday morning service is going to be our church-wide Christmas party. Listen, it's been a long time since we've been able to come together. Wasn't nobody excited about that. Let me say it again. Our church-wide Christmas party. Amen. We're going to come together. We're going to play games. We're going to eat good. We're going to fellowship. We're going to have an awesome time. I tell you, it's been so long since we've been able to come together um, as a church family. So many have joined and don't know everybody yet, but this will be a great opportunity for that to be able to happen. Amen. We're going to come together. It won't be a sad occasion, but it's going to be a good occasion as we come together to be able to fellowship. On that Sunday where the ugliest Christmas sweater you got. Amen. Go find it. I know Jennifer is ready. Amen. Go and find it. Funny story. A few years ago, we did, we were getting ready for um, the wear your ugly Christmas sweaters, and I was subbing at school one morning, Mother Ampy came in there. I said, oh, Mother, I said, you don't wear your ugly sweater. It's not even ugly Sunday yet. She said, Pastor, this is my ugly sweater. <laughs> I said, Mother, I love you so much. <laughs> I done learned my lesson. I ain't saying nothing else. I'm not saying nothing else unless I know for sure. So wear the ugliest Christmas sweater you have on Sunday, December the 18th. Plan for that to be a whole day that we will be together. We're going to have food. We're going to have a great time. So I don't want you to miss that at all. And in assistance along with that, uh, Miss Chanel needs to see all of our leaders in preparation for the Christmas celebration, Christmas party. She needs to see all the leaders just briefly after service to share um, what she's needed from you all to participate um, in that. We know that this coming Tuesday is election day. Day, which is important. We want to make sure that we are exercising our rights, amen, to be able to vote, whether it's state, local, national. We want to make sure that we are involved in that. If you need a ride to the poll, jot this number down. Give Faith Miller a call at 618 305 9 9840 618-305-9840 so that you can be able to get to the polls to be able to vote. Your vote 
matters. Your vote matters. So please make sure that you exercise that vote. I don't care what you may have heard someone say on TikTok that it makes no difference. It makes a difference. We have our ancestors to risk their lives, some even died, to make sure that we have the privilege as a people to be able to vote. So we want to take advantage of that and do just that. Listen, lastly, Sister Greta's going to come and lead us in the song, and then we're going to come back with the word of God. Because of your giving last Sunday and your continual giving, we're going to be able um, to give $500 to the Southern Illinois Healthcare um, Foundation and $500 to the Survivors Empowerment Center. Thank you so much for those that participated in our Breast Cancer Domestic Violence Awareness Sunday, uh, we want to be able to bring awareness of, of all those things that's going on um, because it makes a difference in the way that people live. And we're glad that we're able to give back to help them in the continuation um, of what they're doing as well. Amen? Amen? Now help me praise God for Sister Greta. She comes with a song, and then we're going to come right back with the word of God. Come on, put those hands together. Great Thy faithfulness, oh God, my Father. Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. And 
as we stand in with our words, we are certainly continuing to pray for our own brother Michael Lilly and sister Diane on the passing of his sister and nephew. Brother Michael, brother, sister Diane, you know that we love you all and we're there. For, we're here for you. And whatever we can be able to do to help lift this burden and walk with you uh, during this experience. Our Hopewell family is here praying for you. And we love you both so very much. So grateful support, faithful supporters of our ministry. Um, just the sweetest people that you ever meet. And so we definitely want to keep them lifted in prayer and surround them with love. And live out the scripture from Corinthians chapter 4. The same compassion and grace that God has shown us when we've been in trouble, that God can use us to extend that same compassion and grace um, to others. So good seeing Sister Brian come in this morning wearing that hat. Lord, have mercy. I love it. Amen. She just recently went through um, knee surgery, but she's doing well. She's moving, progressing. So good to see her this morning. Amen. In service. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 15. The gospel according to Luke chapter 17. Verses 11 through 15. When you have it, say amen. amen. If you don't, just say, wait on me, Reverend. Wait on me, wait on me, wait on me. You saying wait on me, give me time to drink some juice. Amen. And it reads as this. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done. This man was a Samaritan. This morning, we start a new series entitled, Thank You. I want to use for a title this morning, Learning to be Thankful. Learning to be thankful. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the preacher going to preach about learning to be thankful. Father, we thank you right now for your word, for your presence, for your strength, for all that you are and all that you have been to us, God. We couldn't say thank you enough because you've been overwhelmingly good to us, God. You've been better to us than we've been to you, God. The more we think about what you've done, the more we think. The more we think about what, how, the ways that you have made tears roll down our eyes. The more we think about the doors that you have opened our hands go up. The more we think about how good you have been to, to our seed, Father God. We just can't help but to magnify you, Father. So we come this morning once again, God, just to say thank you because you've been so good that you've given us your word to lead God and to direct us in all that we do. And it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Learning to be thankful. Any parents in here, grandparents, aunts, uncles can be able to agree with me when I say this, that it is our job to teach our children how to be appreciative. 
It is our job to teach our children how to be thankful even not just for the biggest things that they may receive, but to be thankful and grateful and appreciative for the smallest things that they receive. Why? In realizing nobody has to do anything for you. I am continually and, 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 and consistently teach the swim sisters to always say Thank you. If someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. If someone says, how you doing? You say hi back and you tell them thank you because they did not have to speak to you. They could have spoken to somebody else. I'm constantly on them and showing appreciation for things that mommy and daddy do all the time, all year long because I want them to understand how blessed they really are and to appreciate because in realizing that in what they have been able to have and experience and get and receive, so many people have not even gotten that in all of their lives of living, but in that short span of life, Nunu, they have experienced many things, not just from us, but from other people. And it is, it is, they are in debt to others to be able to show appreciation and gratitude for what they have done. That is something that we don't expect for teachers to teach our kids. That's not something that we should expect for the community to teach our kids. That is something that should be learned at home, that we are teaching our children consistently and every day how to be thankful, how to be grateful. The mere fact that you have a bus that will come and pick you up at a bus stop and take you to school, the mere fact that you have free or reduced lunch at school is a blessing. The fact that you can be able to go through your clothes and pick out and wear a whole new outfit every day. The fact that you have a tub full of shoes that you have options to be able to choose from is something that we have to teach our children to be able to show appreciation and to say thank you. I understand if a child, Jerry, doesn't always say thank you because they're still learning, but I get bothered. That there are adults that still need University 101 on how to show gratitude and appreciation. I wish I had some help in here this morning. You and I, all of us, have encountered people, not that we did it for the thank you, not that we did it for the accolades, but knowing that we were a blessing to someone and did something for them that they could not do for themselves, and they walk away with a stank entitled attitude as if we owed them something, when in reality, I did what I did because I wanted to help you out. In fact, you're indebted to me in expressing gratitude and thanksgiving for doing for you what you could not do for yourself. I'm, I'm, all, I'm always amazed at the fact that things that we get on our kids about are things that adults still struggle with. Oh, we'll be ready. We'll be ready to get a switch off a tree and tear a kid up if they don't say thank you. But adults will be nice, nasty in your whole world shirt with the cashier at Walmart and never express gratitude for the service that they have provided for them. Oh, we will go and eat up some stuff and get the hibachi grill at Fujiyama's and spend two, three hundred dollars on the meal and leave a three dollar tip to the servant. The things that we get on children about, especially Imani, when expressing gratitude and gratefulness are the same things that we as adults struggle with. 
And I've come to realize it's going to make some folks mad, but it's okay. I'm with you. I'm right, I'm right in there with you. I'm not isolating myself. I'm right in there with you. But when we as adults have a problem with expressing gratitude, Reverend Williams, and saying thank you, it really has a lot to do with our level of immaturity that we have yet still matured to a place spiritually that we need to be, that we are yet still on the potter's wheel, not just trying not to smoke and have sex and we shouldn't, but we're still on the potter's wheel on small things and expressing gratitude. Here in our story today, Jesus is making his way, passing through Galilee and Samaria. He's headed towards Jerusalem. He's headed to the cross. As he's walking through, he encounters three lepers that as soon as they see Jesus, they cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. These were not just ten men yelling, have mercy on us. These are ten leprous men who now are considered outcasts from society. They cannot be at home. They cannot be a part of the community of faith. They cannot go to church. They cannot go to Walmart. They cannot get the four for four from Wendy's. They have to be in isolation until they are completely healed of their leprosy. It sounds like something. It sounds like something. They're having to be tucked away from everybody else because leprosy during this time is very contagious, very contagious. It, 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 it was not just, the, it was not just the, the physical absence that they had in being separated from everybody else, but it was a major skin disease that will leave white and pink discoloration patches along your body that sometimes will last maybe a year to three years and sometimes even lasting for 30 years. Can you imagine being plagued with leprosy for 30 years and having to live in isolation away from your loved ones, away from your children, away from your spouses, away from your church family, 30 years, a year, three years away. No one can come look at you. No one can touch you. You can't touch nobody else. And over time, the leprosy progresses and it gets so bad that you begin to lose the sensation of feeling. blind you can't see when you have leprosy you can't feel so imagine even if they're trying if they're trying to cook something on the stove and cook a meal and their hand get touched by the fire they won't even realize that their hand is on fire because they're numb soon the leprosy would progress it would progress and soon limbs and fingers and toes would fall off Separated from people, isolated from people, not knowing when you will ever be able to come back to society. The only way they could be clear to return back home is that the priest would have to sign off a certificate stating that they are healed and that they are whole. These were 10 leprous men who were lonely broke and sick. 
Whenever they want to get close to anybody, they would have to raise their hands and scream, unclean, unclean, so that people would know that they, can you imagine? I, I, I wish y'all would go with me this morning. Can you imagine a time where you would have to isolate yourself from people in your own home? Huh? What about that? Can you imagine that no one wants to be around you? No one wants to even be in your presence because they're afraid they might get sick. Can't even touch them. There was no FaceTime. They're in total isolation from everybody else. They're lonely. They're broke. And they're sick. They're broke, lonely, and sick. And if they come out amongst people, they have to let everybody know I'm broke, lonely, and sick. They have to scream unclean, unclean enough times to get people's attention so they are know to stay clear because they got the 19. They have to make it known so that everybody around them will know that's the person that you stay away from. They see Jesus and they scream Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. What lessons can we learn from these ten leprous men who we don't know if they had a solid relationship with Jesus. We don't know, Mount Rita, if they knew him in a part of their sin. We don't know, but they knew enough about Jesus that when he came into the vicinity of where they were to scream, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Here it is. We learn to be thankful. Here it is, you all. When we realize how desperate our situation is. My goodness, I wish I had a church that would help me preach this morning. These ten lepers, man, they understand the point of where they are in life. They realize that we are in desperate help. They realize we are in much trouble. And because they are in much trouble and they see Jesus, they realize this may be someone that can be able to Help us with our issues. I love this. I love this because Jesus, even though, even though leprosy is contagious, even though people have lost their lives with leprosy, Jesus is not concerned about the leprosy, that he will allow himself to get in the vicinity of these same guys to help bring about help. So that's good news right there to know that Jesus will reach out to the least of these. Jesus will reach out to the marginalized. Jesus will be there for those that no one else wants to deal with and I love it so much is that these guys realize we are in trouble and we need help they are learning to be thankful in where they are because they are learning to realize how desperate their situation is and because they're realizing how desperate their situation is they realize we need Jesus to be able to intervene there's no vaccine there's no medicine there's no shot the only way that we can be able to get through this thing called leprosy it's going to be by heaven intervening and in what we got going on. I wish I had some help in here this morning that some of us can be able to attest to the fact that you and I have learned to be grateful and thankful when we began to realize how jacked up our situation is, how messed up this thing is. Because once we realize how messed up and jacked up this thing is, it makes us realize how much we need Jesus to be able to intervene. You don't need a friend. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a prayer partner you need Jesus to be able to intervene in the 
told you that at that name every knee would bow and every tongue would confess you called on the name of Jesus and just like that your heavenly father came down right to where you were Oh, have you ever had heaven intervene for you? Have you ever had heaven back you up? Have you ever had God show up when you thought that it was over? I love it. Because these 10 leprous men, thank you, Holy Spirit, teaches us something. That we will never, thank you, Holy Ghost, we will never receive divine intervention if we never admit that we're in a jacked up situation. Oh, man, some of us, here it is, some of us, some of us never get the help that we need because we allow for pride to stand in the way and block the help that God has for us. Well, Reverend, I don't know what you're talking about. I done prayed, I done prayed, I done prayed and asked the Lord to make a way out of no way, and he didn't do it, but you failed to realize that as you prayed and prayed for God to make a way, that he sent people your way, that sent you something on cash, and just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. The Lord told me to give you something. You, 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 you forget the fact that God was working through people to be a blessing to you. That's how God works. He says, hey, I'm up here in heaven but what I will do I have soldiers out there on earth and I will put you on somebody's mind to let you know and remind you that I have not forgotten about you and he will work through willing vessels to bless you wherever you are but if we never admit that we are in a messed up place we will miss the help that God all of us in this room, you ain't got to raise your hand. You ain't got to stand up. You ain't got to testify because all of us have done it at some point in our lives. We missed up on heaven backing us up because we failed to admit that we needed help. We failed to admit that I'm in a jacked up situation. We failed to admit that our back is against the wall. We failed to admit that I'm in something that I can't get myself out of. These ten lepers, I don't know if someone told them about Jesus. I don't know if they heard about Jesus. All I know is they, they knew enough. I can't touch him. He can't touch me. But if I call on him. <laughs> if, 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 if I call on him, I think we can be able to get his attention. Because I love it. Look at what they say, saints. Look at what they said. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Don't miss it in the text. They didn't say, heal us. They didn't say, fix us. They said, have mercy on us. They didn't say, turn this around. They said, have mercy on us. Because they realized, they realized something, that more than we may need to be healed and restored, we need a little sprinkle of mercy. More than we need to be together, we need some mercy. They realized, we know what he's able to do, but if we can be able to get the mercy of God, the grace of God, he can heal us along the way. But if we can get the compassion of God, 
help us handle what we're going through just a little bit better. Here it is, saints of God. Sometimes what the Lord would do is he will not deliver us out of every affliction, out of every storm, but he will sprinkle a little grace on it. And give us just enough grace to be able to get through what we're going through. He may not deliver us right away out of it, but he will give us sustaining grace to be able to get through. Here it is. It gets good. They realize we need help. They realize, hey, 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 I'm we're in a desperate situation, and we need Jesus to be able to intervene in this. I like it. Jesus is so cool, calm, and collective. Look at what he says to them in verse 14. He looked at him, heard him yelling, and this blows my mind. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to die on the cross. But on his way to the cross, we get happy about the seven sayings, but even before the seven sayings, on his way to the cross, he hears the cry of seven, seven leprous men, even though he's going through his own stuff, he stops to minister to seven leprous men who are broke, lonely, and sick. And he tells them, go show yourselves to the priest. That's all he says. He says, go show yourself to the priest. Now, the instructions were not strange because I told you earlier that that's the way they got cleared to be able to go back into regular society is that the priests were to go to examine them and look them over and say they're good, they're fine. Now they can return with the regular population. But it was just still these guys. We don't know how long they've been dealing with this leprous condition. We don't know how long they've been in this state, but they're there. And they see Jesus. They cry, Lord, have mercy. Because I got to believe, I got to believe in my sanctified imagination that when they screamed out, Lord, have mercy, they were probably expected after some time that Jesus was going to heal them because why? Word had probably traveled, traveled about the last leprous man that Jesus had encountered, that he spoke a word and he was healed. So I'm sure somebody was on Snapchat and said, hey, look at me. I once had leprosy, but now I don't. I cried out to Jesus. He spoke a word and he healed me. And they kept it on their Snapchat just for a little while. And they said, hey, that looks like the same man that healed the same leper. So let's do what they do. And they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, probably with the expectation that he was going to heal them right then. But Jesus says, wait a minute. If your situation is as desperate, thank you, Holy Spirit, as you say it is, then you should be willing to do whatever I tell you to do when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it. He says, go show yourself to the priest. I got to believe. You got these ten lepers, man, probably thinking to themselves, wait a minute now. I don't know, I almost got laryngitis, calling his name. <laughs> Only for him to respond and say, Go show yourself to the priest. We already know that. We know what the law says. This is Jesus. We done heard about you touching little boy's coffin, and he gets back up. We done heard about you healing Lazarus. We done heard all these great things, and you have the audacity to tell us to go show yourself to the priest? I got to imagine somebody else was probably like, wait a minute, but what if this don't work? 
What if we get our hopes up in thinking that once we get to the priest, he's going to say that we're clean and can go back. But to get there and to hear him say, you got to go back into isolation. We know what that's like. Soon as your five days. Remember the beginning of the pandemic? Ten days in isolation. That tenth day, you checking yourself. Listen, every day, that time I had, I don't even think I really had it, but they said I had it, so I, I went on and did what they did. I woke up every day smelling stuff. Can I smell? Can I smell? Can I taste? Bring something to the door, but I want to see if I can taste. <laughs> Having the hope. If I go tell, show myself to the priest. What if he doesn't have good news? What if one of the leprous men were in such bad condition that they couldn't walk to get to the priest? I told you over time, the progression of time, that you lost numbness in your limbs. Fingers would just fall off. Feet, toes, different parts of your body was just off. What if they couldn't physically make it to the priest? But they did as Jesus said. We learn how to be thankful when we respond in obedient faith. He says, Go show yourselves to the priest. They picked up. The Bible does not even suggest in the text that there was a conversation that went on. They, they got up and they went to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. In other words, as they obeyed the words of Jesus, healing and restoration hit their lives. There was a blessing in obedience in doing what Jesus said to do, when he said to do it, how he said to do it. And the way that Jesus approaches them in the conversation, none of this was optional. In fact, if you're desperate enough, you would do what I say, when I say it, how I say it. If you're desperate enough, you would do exactly what you're told to do. So in this, Jesus was testing their obedience and challenging their faith. Can you take me at my word and do what I say to do when you don't know what the outcome will be? Can you take a step of faith and move forward in what I'm saying when you can't even see the whole staircase. Can you obey me when the directions don't even make sense? Thank God, as they went, they had obedient faith. And they responded in obedience, and they responded by faith. And as they went, the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. The blessing was not in going to the priest. The blessing was in following what Jesus said. And many of us will miss what the Lord wants to do in our lives simply because we won't do what he said to do 
when he said to do it, how he said to do it. Jesus to give us instructions. Okay, okay, Lord, all right, all right. Hey, 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 Jesus, listen. I know what you said. But I'm on my way to Dunkin' Donuts right now to get me some coffee. So what if I do it this afternoon, a little bit later on, after I get my church nap? We're looking to make adjustments to the instructions that Jesus gives us when in fact he's waiting on us to obey him quickly and swiftly and do exactly what he said to do, when he said to do it, and how he said to do it. There is a blessing in obeying the master and doing exactly what he said to do. I love it because this also shows us that God honors faith no matter the size. I like it. We don't know if they had big faith. We don't know if they had little faith. We do know that a few scriptures early, he was talking about having the faith of the size of a mustard seed. We don't know how big or how small the faith was. All we know is that they had faith. Why? They have faith to believe there has to be something better than what I'm experiencing right here. They have to have faith to believe there has to be something better than what I am going through right here. We ain't got nothing to lose because if we stay right here, we'll still be lepers. If we keep on walking, we'll still be lepers. So we might as well go forth and see what's going to happen but there will always be a faith move that you and I have to make if we're ever going to see the Lord do any mighty acts in our lives if we're ever going to see God do any strong big things in our lives if we're ever going to experience the grandeur of who God is it's going to be a faith step on our end that we step out there and say God it's all on you I don't know what you're going to do I don't know how this thing is going to turn out I'm going to do exactly what you said to do, when you said it, and how you said it. And when we do that, saints of God, we will experience God doing amazing things in our lives simply because we responded in obedient faith. They went, they went, and as they walked towards the priest, Can you imagine the, 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 can you imagine walking and seeing fingers come back? Can you imagine walking and they feel that they're walking on rocks again? Can you, can you imagine walk, can you imagine that as they're walking, they're seeing their, their they're seeing their original color come back to their skin? Right before their eyes, they're experiencing a miracle from Jesus. As they went, as they obeyed, they experienced Jesus do something big in their lives. But here it is, look at this. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done. This man was a Samaritan. Here it is. We learn to be thankful when we realize how desperate our situation is. We learn to be thankful when we respond in obedient faith. Here it is, saints. We're getting ready to go so you can make your lunchtime dates. We learn to be thankful when we recognize that what was done for us couldn't be done by us. His brother, he's walking. He realizes it. He sees a total change 
that comes over him. He doesn't do like the other nine and keep on walking. He takes the time to stop, turn around, and go back to show gratitude to the one that has done for him what he or no one else could do for him. Oh, y'all missed our shout right there. He stopped after he's healed, after he's whole, and he turns around to go back to tell God thank you. I like what the scripture says. The scripture says he was healed. He came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. I love it. This brother does not try to hold back. This brother does not care who sees him. This brother does not care how loud he is. This brother could care less about who he may offend with his praise. He realized, I'm going back to show appreciation to the one that has done for me what no one's or myself could have done. I wish I had some help in here today that we could be a people that we would stop coming to here with our mouths muzzled and realize what the Lord has done for us and to testify about the goodness of Jesus and to give God the praise, the glory, and the honor that he so rightfully deserves. One day we will get to a place that we won't have to be pumped and primed by a praise team or musicians. One day we will get to a place that we won't have to have someone to tell us to stand up, sit down, lift your hands, turn around, flip, stop your neighbor. But one day we will be so overwhelmed with gratefulness and thankfulness for God for all that he has done for us. And in fact, we're going to have to have someone to tell us to sit down and be quiet, but we still won't sit down and be quiet because we'll realize the reason why I'm able to stand is because of God. The reason I'm able to lift my hand is because of God. The reason why I'm able to eat is because of God. The reason I'm able to read is because of God. The reason I'm able to hear is because of God. The reason I'm able to taste is because of God. The reason I'm able to drive is because of God. The reason I got into school is because of God. The reason why I graduated school is because of God. The reason I have a master's is because of God. The reason why you have a doctorate is because of God. The reason why you have your job is because of God. The reason you've been married so long is because of God. The reason why you still save, save, satisfied, and loving God is because of God. The reason why you ain't killed nobody is because of God. The reason why you're making it through is because of God. The reason why you survive is because of God. The reason why you are where you are right now is because of God. The reason why you have what you have is because of God. The reason why you drive what you drive is because of God. The reason why you live where you live is because of God. The reason why you wear what you wear is because of God. The reason why you, you work where you work is because of God. You begin to think about it for a second and realize all that I am and all that I ever be, I owe it to God because it's God that has done it. It's God that's been sustaining. It's God that's been healing me. And because of that, I won't shut up. I won't be quiet. Every opportunity I get to be able to testify about the goodness of Jesus, I'm going to do it. I don't care if I'm in Walmart going down aisle 10. I have a flashback and remember there was a time I would have to check my account before I bought anything but now I can get what I want because of God. Some can be great value. Some can be name brand but it's because of God and God all by himself. I won't wait until I give the church on Sunday to praise God. The mere fact I woke up in my right mind the mere fact my feet touched the ground. I'm going to give God praise and glory because it's all been because of him.
It's been because of God. He's been the keeper of your mind through grief. He's been your sustainer. He's been your way maker. It's been God and God alone. He didn't care who heard him. He didn't care what they thought. He praised God because it was God that did it. That's it because the more you think, you begin to think. The more you think, you begin to think. The more you think, you begin to think. The more you just start going back and reminiscing, you begin to think, oh, you made it through that rough childhood because of God. It was God that was there. It was God that brought you through. It was God that brought you out. It was God all the time. How dare we? How dare we? Take and receive the blessings of God. But never say thank you. Even though we're shouting over the one, we're more like the nine that kept walking and forgot. He'll hold back into society. Probably giving more credit to the priest than to God. But there was one that realized And he humbled himself. The Bible says he fell at the feet of Jesus. Over in Africa, when someone does something and to show their appreciation, they would sit in front of their hut. He would sit in front of their hut and recognizing the fact that I'm indebted to you for what you did for me. Fell at his feet. Humbling himself, fell at the feet of Jesus to show gratitude for what the Lord has done. Do you realize how blessed you really are? Do we realize how blessed we really are? If I were to pass this mic around, we'll be here until 2024 or longer. Because you'll start testifying about one thing, then you start thinking about something else and thinking about something else. And, and you never can move forward because your mind keeps going back to when God, this little things you start thinking about. I forget when God did, I forget when, I, I forget when he brought me through that. Every day we should live with gratitude for what the Lord has done. understand now when I would ask my daddy every year daddy what do you want for your birthday he said as long as my family's good I'm good and I'm like what kind of what are you talking about you want you want a shirt you want a tie a hat or something but as I've gotten older now elder James I understand what daddy meant I understand when I look and I see my girls I look and see my wife I look and see and my church friend I look and see and I look around and I'm like God you have been better to me than I've been to you. You've been more faithful to me than I've been to you. We're in debt to God. Every day we ought to wake up with thanksgiving on our lips. Every day we ought to wake up with thanksgiving on our lips. Because if we don't wake up with thanksgiving on our lips or our mind, we will soon become entitled, selfish children of God. 
that think that God owes us something. When in fact, we owe him everything. We owe him everything. Everything. That one said, I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. He said, I realize it was the Lord. He did this for me. He didn't have to do this, but he did this for me. He did this for me. He could have left me as a leper, but he did this for me. And because of that, he said, I got to give him praise. I got to give him glory. I got to give him honor. Because nobody but a God. Don't you realize that there are some stuff that doesn't matter who you knew. It was nobody but God that brought you out of that thing. car accidents and bad relationships and bad situations that we put ourselves in. It was God that brought us out. Not only did he bring you out, but he brought you out and your mind is still intact. You could have been crazy in Adam, but he kept your mind. It's been because of God. And we owe him thanks. We owe him thanks. They say, I owe him. I owe him. I owe him thanks. I owe him thanks. Because it's been him. It's been him all the time. It's been him all the time. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. Come on, just feel that. Just feel the atmosphere with gratitude. Just feel that. Open up your mouth and feel the atmosphere with gratitude and appreciation to God. God, we appreciate you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you. If you don't do anything else, God, you've already done enough. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't give us whatever, God, you've already done enough. God, we tell you thank you today. For how good you've been to us. He's been so good to us, saints. He's been so good to us. He's been so mindful of us. Even when we were thinking about him. He's been so good. He's been better than good to us. He's been better than good to us. Come on and clap those hands. Come on. What a God. What a God. Thankfulness, gratitude, appreciation. It's not something that we should just think about come November. But every day that we are living and breathing. Every day that we are living and breathing. We got a reason to tell the Lord thank you. You may be in this room right now. You may be watching online right now. And you don't know why we're crying and shouting and 